Hello and welcome to the Growing Green Podcast. Your host, Jeremiah Jennings, is the owner of Growing Green Landscapes in Birmingham, Alabama, and has a passion for growing the entrepreneurship community for those who are young in business. Being a business owner isn't easy, especially in the early years, and that's why in this show we dive into a wide range of topics covering all the challenges small business owners deal with. Even if your company is generating a million dollars or more, the stories from our great guest and Jeremiah's own firsthand experiences will propel your business forward. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Jennings. Hey, so what's going on, guys? It's Brian Fullerton here, the host of the Fullerton Unfiltered podcast, taking over the Growing Green Landscapes podcast and hanging out with you guys here today on this beautiful Friday morning. So long story short, you guys know that Jeremiah and Savannah had their beautiful baby, Jack, uh, just the other morning. I think it was at 11 a.m., which was awesome. And you know what? Uh, They are a little indisposed, as you guys would imagine. So actually funny, real time here, it's actually Thursday, and I shot a text message this morning to Jeremiah, and I said, hey, brother, hope all is well. Hope baby Jack is doing good. Hope mama's doing good. Hope you are doing good. Um, But I also imagine you are probably completely exhausted, tired, um, just trying to figure out all the first, changing the first diaper, changing uh, uh, the first bottle, changing um, whatever, everything that's going on with the newborn baby. It is a lifestyle change for sure. And so I just uh, shot him a quick text text message and I said, hey, do you want uh, any help with a podcast show on Friday? I know you do a two or so, three, uh, two or three day a week podcast, usually Monday, Friday. And uh, he said that would actually be really helpful. And by the way, uh, I can totally relate because when I had our baby uh, just about the same time last year uh, in August, uh, I do a Monday, Wednesday, Friday show. And I uh, actually relied on about six or so of my podcast buddies to help me carry the show as well on our Friday takeover show. I was like, hey, man, uh, you know, would you like to do a Friday takeover podcast? It would uh, be a great way to cross uh, pollinate audiences, uh, have your, uh, you know, platform get to, uh, you know, meet my people, my people meet you, uh, all that other stuff, and maybe uh, share audiences and all that fun stuff. And really, it was just a, to be totally honest with you, we were drowning. It was a selfish way for me to say, hey, um, can you help me for the next six weeks just to take care of a little bit of the uh, workload off of my calendar uh, for the podcast that we like to be consistent uh, with and for? And because I, I know, uh, maybe you guys listening in, how much it uh, helps having just something or somebody in your ear for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, maybe every morning listening to your favorite podcast, business, life, finances, health, wealth, politics, you know, pick your person. Uh, and it just makes the day go by so much quicker, doesn't it? And so, any which way, um, I offered to uh, you know just help Jeremiah out a little bit. I'm not sure what kind of value we're going to add on today's podcast. Uh, I got a couple different topics that I wrote down that maybe you could just help out. Um, but he said, "Yeah, man, that'd be really, really helpful because I'm sure that their eyes are rolled into the back of their head because they're exhausted, tired." Uh, hopefully the baby's been sleeping pretty well, but normally you got to nurse those things about every hour and a half to two hours. And uh, if you guys have kids, you've been there, you know how it goes. I'm learning every single day. We have one baby so far, uh, a little baby girl. Her name is Emmy. She's 13 months. Uh, they have baby Jack, who's you know 13 hours old or whatever now. You know, maybe a day, two days old. Um, but it's a lifestyle change for sure. Um, and if you guys don't know, basically every two hours, it's change the diaper, feed, sleep, and then change the diaper, feed, and sleep. And sometimes it takes a half hour to feed. Uh, sometimes it takes uh, 20 minutes to you know change and put them down. 
then they sleep for about 45 minutes. And in 45 minutes, you got to wash the dishes, do the laundry, make sure the workload is done, um, you know, eat yourself, you know, and, and shower and <laughs> basically use the restroom, all that fun stuff. Uh, normally that's uh, reserved for the lady though. So Jeremiah, he better be back in the field here on Monday. You know what I'm saying? And back on the podcast, <laughs> just having fun. Uh, I always say like, yeah, we, like we got pregnant. We we had a baby. And my wife's like, I, I had the baby. I had the baby. And uh, I'm like, well, I did my part. And uh, it's funny. One of my friends, uh, when we were having a baby, he said, uh, congratulations. He's like, you did the one thing that took five minutes that pretty much every single guy thinks about 24-7, 365. And he goes, great job there, bud. And uh, I said, yeah, like I did my part, you know? So <laughs> any which way, uh, shout out to the ladies that are bearing the children that have uh, this little thing inside of them for nine and 10 months. And, um, you know, it's it's wild, man. It's wild. So again, big congratulations to those guys. If you don't know, Jeremiah and Savannah had a, a beautiful baby boy, Jack. And uh, from best I can tell, everything is going well. So that's really, really cool. Um, today on the podcast, I just want to keep it lighthearted for you guys. Uh, again, I'm coming in hot, coming in real time. Uh, we just got done mowing our Thursday. Uh, actually, our Wednesday lawns on Thursday because we're about a day, day and a half behind with um, the Labor Day here. And uh, so we took, we did work mon- uh, that Monday. We, we worked about a two-thirds of a day. Actually, ironically enough, we had a couple uh, commercial sites we couldn't get access to. Our whole Monday route is commercial, uh, but we had one or two sites that were uh, behind, you know, big gates, um, big uh, equipment, you know, uh, machine uh, shop type companies. So they had these huge gates out front, so we didn't have the key, uh, the key access. Our new client this year actually got to lock that down in case we start doing their snow. Um, so any which way, we're about a half day behind, half day behind, and so we're we're starting to get caught up. And uh, tomorrow, as we finish out on Friday or Thursday route, uh, we should be done by about two or three o'clock. So hope this season is going well for you guys. I don't know about you, but I'm telling you what, August seemed to be a blur. Um, this season, it's like, it's just like having a baby, man. The The years are, uh, what do they say? The, the years are short, but the days are long. And I'll tell you what, like, I feel like every single day this year, uh, doing lawn care and our, running our business up here in Michigan, uh, it's been long days, uh, but it's been a quick season. I mean, think about it, guys. We're already into uh, early, almost mid-September here. And uh, for a lot of us, we you know only have another four, six, eight weeks left of the season. Uh, so really quick, just to back up the cart, if you guys haven't heard uh, myself before, uh, I run a podcast um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday called the Fullerton Unfiltered Podcast. We have a YouTube channel called Brian's All Maintenance. Uh, we have a training website called Launchpreneur Academy. Um, I've been in the industry for 17 years. And and frankly, maybe I've, uh, add another three or four on top of that because, you know, when I was 10 years old to about 14, 15, 16, uh, same thing. I was cutting grass as a little 10-year-old kid, push mowing lawns, uh, you know, making 10 bucks, 20 bucks. And uh, actually worked a, a job, then a second job after that. Uh, actually worked for a fertilizer company. And then about 20 years old, I got back into the green industry with a mowing business of my own. And uh, for about 10 years, wasn't the most illustrious. We were kind of the... Um, the low ball guy, uh, didn't really know what we were doing, didn't really have a true north. And um, it was tough, to be honest with you. It was, it was pretty tough. Um, not a lot of accolades, not a lot of profit made, um, revenue coming in, but at the same time, burning up engines, going through equipment, maybe you guys can relate. Uh, which actually might relate to the topic I wanted to maybe just kind of bounce off you guys for a little bit. Um, you know, fast forward after that, about 20, I think it was 2016, uh, I was freshly married, married for about two, three years at that time. Um, we decided to get a little bit more serious with the lawn landscape business. We got on YouTube. We taught uh, a lot uh, to the people that watched the YouTube channel. And one thing I'd never anticipated was how much the YouTube channel was going to teach me. 
with all of you guys, right, that are listening in, uh, hundreds and hundreds and then thousands and thousands, and then you know over time millions of people weighing in has really helped me to transform my business a lot these last five years. One thing I wanted to talk about for just a couple quick uh, minutes here, and we might just kind of bounce around a little bit, but uh, one thing that I was uh, before I shot this podcast and hit record, I was talking to my wife Liz. Um, like I said, she's the uh, the anchor in my life. She's the love of my life. Um, I asked her. I said, "Hey, what what should I do for a podcast on Jeremiah's show? I could go in almost any direction. Should we like make it super heavy? Should we make it super light? Should we talk fluffy stuff? Should I just talk you know some funny stories? Uh, what what do you think?" And she's like, "Well, you know." Uh, do whatever you want, you know, basically is what her answer was, which uh, that doesn't really do anything for me. So I was like, well, thanks for the inspiring pep talk of trying to pick a topic for me, right? (laughs) Uh, But one thing that has been on my mind lately, and uh, hopefully this is the, uh, not the last takeover we do on Jeremiah's show, if you will. (laughs) So hopefully it doesn't kill me. Um, But one thing I wanted to talk about was uh, having a budget. You know, that's something that um, I've seen a lot of folks uh, that I've done coaching calls with and just interacted with a lot of people is they don't have a, a company budget or even a personal life family budget. Now, again, we could be talking about almost anything at this time, but one thing I haven't really heard or seen too many people talk about a lot lately or even the last couple of years is having a budget. And something that really helped Liz and I get out of the dark ages, if you will, from that first 11 years that we were running our company pretty pretty unprofitably, to be honest with you, was we never really had a, a roadmap or a game plan or a, what would you call it, guys, like a GPS uh, that was on to help us navigate what our business looked like. We, we didn't know. What, what I mean in practical words is we had no idea how much we, we kind of had an idea how much money was coming in, but we really didn't have an idea of how much was going out. We had no budgets. We had no formulas. We had uh, nothing broken down. Um, it was basically work as hard as you can, eight to five, eight to six every day, pray that enough money comes in. Um, you know, here was my PL at the time, uh, spend less than I made. And I'm sure somewhere along the way, there's a profit potential in there. <laughs> so we were doing... I don't know, three, four, five, six grand a month in gross revenue. And to be honest with you, I was probably uh, expenses wise had another three, four, five thousand dollars going out. My the net delta off my company back in 2014, 2015 was probably a thousand, fifteen hundred bucks, two thousand bucks. It, it wasn't a lot of money. Um, you know, as, as you get older, your life gets more expensive. It's just how it works. Um, anybody who's uh, you know had a husband or a, a boyfriend. Uh, a girlfriend or a wife <laughs> can kind of relate. Somehow when you uh, start dating and you find the one, um, your your physical bodies double, right? There's two of you, but anybody who's been married knows that somehow your expenses triple. <laughs> so it's just what happens when you go from being a single guy to a married uh, married couple. Uh, the wives want a little bit nicer home. They want uh, you know quality food and nice safe vehicles and uh, apparently, you just can't walk around in sweatpants and eat, you know, uh, ramen and uh, grilled cheeses as a, as a single guy, right? Doesn't work uh, anymore. So, um, so that was one of uh, my my whole life stories. Was uh, our income was uh, kind of steady, maybe going up a little bit, you know, back in the day. But uh, my my expenses were were up pretty high as well. And one thing that was a pretty transformative thing for Liz and I back in twenty, I'm not sure if it's 2017 or 2018, but we got linked up with a new CPA. And just to make a short story long, um, to get signed up with this CPA, there was an onboarding process. It was a couple thousand bucks to to learn. Um, he had some training courses and some education that it was mandatory that we had to invest in. Because if, and, and the whole thought process behind that was, if he 
uh, if we were educated and we understood the lingo and our quote unquote financial IQ or tax uh, IQ could go up, then we could have more um, intelligent conversation in tax planning and tax uh, prep work uh, as a client of his. It just kind of makes sense. Like we learned the lingo. He had these great training courses, all this other mess. And, um, and I always say invest in education. It's the best thing you can do um, before you start you know, investing anywhere else. Invest into yourself. Uh, somebody said, uh, I think it was uh, Alex Mosey. I, I love watching his content lately on YouTube. He's uh, blown up. And uh, it was, he said, instead of having a 401k, have a 401 uh, or 401b, he said, have a 401 me. You know, invest in yourself before you start investing into other things, right? Um, so one of the things that our CPA required us to do, his name was Mike, really nice guy. Uh, he had made Liz and I literally fill out this budget, this questionnaire thing. And I'll tell you what, folks, um, I, I didn't really care for it. I was like, no, that's fine. We don't, we don't really need to do that. Um, I don't really care. You know, we're, we're not bankrupt is, I don't know. I just kind of thought that. And I was like, dude, we're, we're, we're making money, you know, but we, we weren't, we weren't super profitable, uh, as a, as a couple, as business owners. And one thing that he really helped me do, and this really helped me just kind of get a baseline, get a, uh, get me to zero, get me to neutral, right? Like if you're in a car, uh, there's reverse gears, there's forward gears. This is, this just got like the engine turned on and got me into a neutral position to where I could start looking at my business actually form up. And and also our macro life expenses because we had a budget for the business and then we had a budget for our personal finances. And any which way, uh, we got a budget and I don't have anything to sell you on this. I'm just talking out loud. You can find budget tools all over the place. Um, I'm sure there's some free ones you can download off of Google. Um, but it really helped Liz and I map out and track out every piece of income and every single expense. And for the first time in, guys, I was probably 30 years old. It was the first time somebody held my feet to the stone, right? And said, uh, or held my feet to the fire, whatever the saying is, and literally said, what are you bringing in for income? And what are you bringing out for expenses? And it was really eye-opening to see what we spent on credit cards and credit card debt what we spent eating out, what we spent on food, you know, uh, what we spent on entertainment, what we spent at the grocery store, what we spent um, maybe consumer debt, you know, maybe what we spent um, as a clothing budget, you know, like going to Macy's or Nordstrom's or Target or, you know, whatever, pick your place. Um, my subscriptions from some simple things to like, you know, your cell phone or whatever with Verizon to gym memberships, um, range memberships to wherever, right? Wherever, whatever. Um, $7.99 a month, $29.99 a month, $49.99 a month. Maybe you got a tanning membership from you know three years ago and it's $25 a month. You, you never even looked at it. It, it really helped get all that um, out of the closet and, and out into the air where we could start looking at it. And what it really helped me to do is, is get a vision for my future. It helped me to start steering the ship saying, okay, here's where we're at. And it's like, it's almost like the, um, you know, some of the, 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 the guru stuff out there. It's like the first part of like fixing your problems is admitting you have one, right? Or like the first part about fixing your relationship is to like admit that you are an abusive relationship or something like that. Or, um, if you have a problem with a vice, you know, like you gotta admit, Hey man, I got a problem. I need help. And, and that was the first time that, and, and, and I, it just challenged my ego a little bit because I, I got clammy, you know, I got like sweaty palms. I'm like, I, I don't want to answer to somebody else. Like I'm in charge of myself. I'm in charge of our business. And 
really what it came down to is that I didn't have any accountability. You know, that was one of the most interesting things with being self-employed is you want to be self-employed because you don't want a boss. But what do bosses typically do? To a degree, they hold you to a standard. There are some things that have to get done. So their idea, their, their role is to boss you. That's what a boss does. What does a boss do? They boss. They, they tell you to do certain things, whether you like it or don't like it, because there's demands, there's timelines, there's, there's expectations. Well, a lot of us want to be self-employed because we don't like bosses, right? And then we become self-employed and we're like, I'm the boss. Well, yes. I mean, we also have people we got to pay money back to that we borrow from. Uh, we also have customers we got to keep happy wives that we want to, you know, make sure that uh, we're taken care of. So there's, there's still people to answer to, if you will. Um, but really, I've noticed that a lot of people throw off the reins of accountability once you become self-employed, because there aren't anybody to really be accountable to, right? I mean, after all, you're in charge of your own ship. You can sail this boat all the way into the deep end of the ocean, and nobody cares. And by the way, if you sink your own ship, you're not taking anybody else really down with you. Nobody really cares, um, at a company, they have checks and balances because somebody doesn't want that company to go under. And so if you start spending recklessly, they're going to rail that in. They're going to rein that in. Then you're probably going to get let go. <clears throat> so the whole thing to go full circle is when Liz and I created a budget, it finally put some accountability to our finances and to uh, our, not only to where we wanted to go, but to where we were at today, right? I mean, it's like step one, admit you have a problem. Step two, uh, address the problem. Step three, course correct. Step four, I don't know, execute. Step five, you know, happiness, you know, whatever, whatever that your five-step process is with whoever you follow. I mean, that's, that's just the simple truth. So um, when I was thinking about different po- uh, topics that I could share with you guys, something that helped Liz and I out uh, a lot. And I've, I've been talking a lot to uh, many people on coaching calls and many people on my podcast and on Instagram, um, really helping people dial in knowing their numbers, their, their break-evens, their per man hour rate. Um, it's, it is really, really important stuff. Uh, another thing too is having family budgets and business budgets and, and cash flow projections. It doesn't need to be anything super fancy. Honestly, you don't need some budget tool off of some website for free. That's where what you probably could do and should do and you know mess around with that on Excel. And do it as an exercise with your 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 husband. Do it with an exercise with your with your wife. Sit down, start getting a budget and say, hey, you know, like do we just go to Applebee's whenever we're hungry or do we a lot? You know, use the envelope system, if you will. That's an old school one. But do we a lot that we spend only $250 a month eating out? And let's just say a meal today for a couple is 50 bucks, uh, which is wild just because of inflation and all the mess that's going on in the, in the country. Um, but, you know, I, I just dude, just going to Chipotle is 35 bucks for crying out loud, right? But let's say you only are budgeting 250 bucks a month based on your income, based on what you got for profit or, you know, leftover discretionary spending. And so that might be a weekly meal to eat out or, you know, meal and a half or whatever. Every, every four weeks, you get an extra one in there, right? But it doesn't just mean you get to go to Applebee's three days a week, right? And that's the, that's the part about being um, uh, disciplined, to be stoic. And because here's why. Many of you guys can probably imagine this or relate. Um, how many people do you know that make $50,000 a year, but they spend $55,000 a year, Right. And they make up that difference with credit cards or, or you know personal loans and all that stuff. I've done it. You've probably done it. We've all been there. No indictment. No shame. But my, the church we go to, it says, no shame, no same. Right? Like, admit your problem. Admit your fault. But don't be the same walking out as you did walking in. No shame. No same. So that being said, we also know other people that make $50,000 a year, live on $35,000 of it, save fifteen grand a year, 
<clears throat> and after 40 years, they retire as millionaires with compounded interest on a very nominal salary. We also know people that make $120,000 a year and spend $135,000 a year looking the part and uh, have the finance to everything and the escalates and the debt and uh, are taking fancy trips and have no money to their name. And they're the, they're the checks in the mail people, right? Hashtag, that's why you got to move to a car, tr- charge card on file uh, with whatever your CRM is. That's my suggestion. So, um, but you know what? Having that budget allows you to, if you make 50, to spend 40 and to have some margin. And the more margin that you're going to have in your life, the more peace that you're going to have about your life. The, the less desperate you're going to need to do the next job or the next lawn or the next landscape job or bid to make money to go put out the, the next fire, right? But you don't really know where you're at until you know where you're starting at, right? It's like um, when you're lost, maybe you guys have heard this before, but I, and hopefully there's some truth to this, but I've heard somebody say like, if you're lost, the first thing you do is stop moving, right? Because people can't find you if you're, if you're this atom and they're another atom and you're just spinning around each other, right? Like stop. Somebody's got to be stationary, planetary and say, all right, come find me. And that's what a budget does for you. It says, where are we at? Where do we need to go? But you have to start somewhere. So that's just a quick thing I wanted to mention on this podcast, maybe a little bit different topic. I don't know if this is heavy. I don't know if it's light, Um, but I will tell you it's important because if you know where your finances are, you can start working on them. And maybe you're, you know, off to the races, things are jamming. I'm excited for you for sure. Keep on keeping on, keep working that budget, expand it slightly, don't have huge lifestyle uh, creep and just keep, you know, what you're doing working. Maybe you're in a tailspin and you're like, God, I can't get a, a hold of this thing. I don't know what I, what, how much we're spending, how much we're making, all this other stuff for sure, right? We have to slow down to speed up. We need to downshift a gear before we just rush out the door. A, fr- a friend of mine, actually, uh, every Monday now, this this last two years, he spends from uh, you know eight or nine a.m. in the morning on the office to about ten ten thirty on Mondays before he ever rushes out the door to mow a blade of grass or do a landscape job, because he's found that that two hours in the first of the week, the first two hours of the week on eight to ten a.m. on a Monday, calibrates everything he needs to do for the week. He knows what's the schedule look like, what's our revenue look like. What's our accounts receivable look like? What our expenses look like? Uh, it just helps them get a financial snapshot and roadmap for the week versus, and, and by the way, this was probably me this first uh, 11 years in business that wasn't that illustrious. And by the way, we're not a finished product. We're learning every single day too. But it goes full circle. How many of us are rushing out the door Monday morning? I got to mow grass. I got to mow grass. I got to landscape. I got to landscape. I got to shrub prune. I got to shrub prune. And then Friday, we get to the end of the week and go, man, hope it was a good week. Hope it was a good week. Hope I made enough money. You string enough weeks like that together, you got a month, a couple months together, you got a quarter, a couple quarters, you got a year. And at the end of the year, you go, oh my God, I, I'm not where I wanted to be. Instead, imagine if you worked on the front end and had some projections, had a budget, had a game plan, and you knew what you needed to make to you know, bring in his revenue, to bring in his profit, to support the lifestyle that you wanted, right? So we always say, begin with the end in mind. So that's what I got for you guys on today's podcast. Uh, I don't have anything to sell you. I don't have a budget tool or anything like that. I know there's a bunch of great ones out there that are for free on websites. Um, But one thing that I would really encourage you to do is get a budget, get a family budget, get a personal business, get a family budget and get a business budget and start opening up your roadmap. Start opening up this GPS system. Start punching in your info 
and that's where your starting point is. And then you can start figuring out how to get to your finishing point. Okay. So let's begin with the end in mind. Let's get a budget together. Um, it can be something you do this weekend. It can be something you do in the off season, but it's just something that I was trying to think about the other day on this podcast that I did uh, talking about making money. What's something that transformed Liz and I's life? And you know what? One of the biggest thing was we finally got a handle. We finally you know, pulled the reins in of this wild horse running around and we were able to tame it because we finally started having our financial picture in front of us. And as weird as it is, as daunting as it might sound, as unfun, as, as dry as it is of a topic, having a budget is a great way to ensure that you line yourself up for success, not only this year, but for years to come. All right. By the way, you deserve it. You're, you deserve it. Your wife deserves it. Your family deserves it. It's not always about the latest and greatest trimmer, mower, blower, edger, landscape tool, conference event, you know, rah, rah, shishkumba. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes it's the stuff that nobody wants to talk about that actually makes the most impact. It's the simple blocking and tackling. It's having a family budget and getting a better hold on your family's finances. All right. That's what I got for you guys in today's show. Short and sweet. Hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, of course, we'll be back here Monday and Friday, typically with uh, Jeremiah as he hosts the show. This podcast is blown up. It, he's underdog, man. He's an underrated podcast. I listen to it all the time on my, when I'm out there on the lawnmower. Uh, Jeremiah, if you're listening in, congratulations on the baby. Uh, you guys are awesome. Can't wait to hear uh, plans for baby two, three, four, five, and six. Uh, just kidding. And, uh, or maybe not. <laughs> so they're young. They're uh, going to be popping out a little football team, hopefully here, or maybe soccer team. I can't really remember if Jeremiah was more of a football guy or more of a soccer player. But uh, that being said, we'll take all of it. Uh, always appreciate the opportunity, Jeremiah, to serve you and your audience. Um, if you guys ever want to check out any of our content, Brian's Law Maintenance on YouTube, Fullerton Unfiltered Podcast, Launchpreneur Academy, if you guys want some training resources. Appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Have a great weekend. Be safe out there. And we'll catch up with you guys here on the next one. Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green Podcast. It is an honor to have you listening, and we hope you receive valuable advice to help take your business to the next level. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops.